In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. We've got a pretty awesome show. We're going to be doing another mock draft for you guys. We've been doing a lot of these because we want to get you prepared for some of the logic that you're going to be thinking through your actual draft. So we want to do several of these as we approach the actual fantasy season. And we recommend you do the same exact thing. Prepare yourself with mock drafts. Do as many of these as possible. Do some of your your, uh, mock drafts on uh, Fantasy Pros. You can actually import now your actual keepers and all that. So if you're in that sort of league, you can practice that style of mock drafting. But before we get into any of that, let's go ahead and welcome with me tonight Armando Crespo. How you doing, Armando? Armando Vacilón, Armando Rumba en la calle, Armando la gozadera, Armando tiene la clave. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening whenever you're listening to this. How's everyone doing today? And follow me at Thunder Crespo on all formats. Awesome. Including, including Snapchat. Snapchat, Instagram, you know, pretty much anywhere you might, might want to be. Tinder. Armando's on all of those. All of them. Grinder. Uh, my wife just walked <laughs> by. I had to mute my microphone for a second because I said the word Tinder. She said, um, what? Uh, I'm talking about Armando, baby, not me. Don't get mad. It's all right. And now she's saying, don't you have a girlfriend? All right, moving on. <laughs> <clears throat> So we want to get to as much of the mock draft as possible. There's lots of news that we need to touch on. That'll be on tomorrow's podcast, all the news from preseason week two, any injury concerns, all of that we'll be talking tomorrow. So stay tuned to that episode. Um, Right now, we just want to touch on one very quick piece of news, and that involves the switch of the NFL to no longer allow the, or no longer have the probable designation anymore for their, you know, you know, injury designations before it was probable, questionable, doubtful, and out. Now it's just going to be questionable, doubtful, and out. Uh, we want to let you guys know that new little designation in our news. But let's go ahead and get into our mock draft. Mock, yeah, ing, yeah, bird, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be drafting in position seven tonight, so uh, let's see what happens there. Yeah, so we've been we've been doing we've been alternating PPR and standard mock drafts to kind of prepare both of both of the styles of listeners that we have because a good portion of our audience is still PPR. If you want to check out one of those mock drafts, check out last week's PPR mock. Right now, we're doing a standard mock, like Armando said, from the seven spot. So the reason we're short on men this podcast. Um, Dale's being a little bitch right now with a little like he's got like the sniffles and he's like I can't be on the podcast guys I'm so <laughs> so sick I actually talked to Dale earlier today and he's fine he's not sick he's been he's pretending his wife they're going out to dinner tonight he doesn't really want to be on the show so that's really what's going on that's, if you're wondering that's perfectly fine me and Armando are the most popular anyways mm-hmm. voted by our listeners so you know what it's uh it's perfectly fine 
We're going to get a lot of listens today. Just make sure you put Armando and Brito and not Dale and definitely not Richard. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> that wasn't nice, Armando. 4%? 4%? Come on, guys. Oh, that's what it was. Dang. All right, so... Um, so starting our draft, drafting from the seventh spot, number one overall in the standard league goes Todd Gurley, followed by Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, and Julio Jones. Um, what do you think about Todd Gurley going first in a standard league? Is that, you're okay with that, right? Totally fine. It's a toss-up between Adrian Peterson and Todd Gurley for me. All right. For me, I, I know people are doing Antonio Brown first overall, but for me, it's Todd Gurley or Adrian Peterson. All right. And then followed by David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins. So um, right now we've got some pretty wow. amazing players on the board here at the seven spot. I really like drafting from this spot because there's several players that I really like in this spot, including, and I'll, I'll read a few of them, the, the guys that are in consideration for me. Um, we've got Adrian Peterson, Lamar Miller, A.J. Green, and those are really the three guys that I'm looking at in this spot. What about you, Armando? The only guy I'm targeting right now is Adrian Peterson. I love a- I love AJ Green. He's number two overall for receivers, but Adrian Peterson is number two overall among all players. I don't know how he fell to us in the seventh spot, but I can't. I will not pass up on him no matter what at this spot. I think it's a steal. That's incredible. Okay. I uh, I have no problem here in a redraft league with Adrian Peterson. Any way I can convince you to go the Lamar Miller route? Ooh, I have Lamar Miller number three right now. I just rather have the sure thing of Adrian Peterson. I love Lamar Miller. I know he's going to get a shitload of work. He's going to get some catches out of the backfield, but Adrian Peterson is Adrian fucking Peterson, so, the GOAT. So Take him. here's the argument for Adrian Peterson. You kind of want safety as your first-round pick. I don't yes. think there's a player that's probably safer than Adrian Peterson. The only thing that concerns me, he's 31 years old. We've seen what happens with running backs over 30. He defied that a little bit last year, but I think he'll def- I think he'll defy it at least another year or at least, at least another year more. <laughs> so, I expect very similar production from him. He's a lock for double digit touchdowns. So, Adrian Peterson is now on our team. Going after him, Allen Robinson, Ezekiel Elliott, Rob Gronkowski, A.J. Green goes at the back of the first round. I like that wow. value there. Des Bryant. And then we see a very heavy running back run in the beginning hmm. of the second round. Devonta Freeman, Lamar Miller, Le'Veon Bell, Mark Ingram, and Doug Martin all go between picks one through five of the second round. Armando, what are you looking at here? Because a lot of people are kind of uh, diametrically opposed to going running back, running back in the year of the wide receiver, basically. If I had to pick right now, I think I might go another running back. So I did a couple drafts. I just want to see how it would come out. I did running back, running back. And the receivers that came back to me, I ended up having Jarvis Landry and Jerry Macklin as my number ones receivers. Mm. And that makes me a little nervous. That would make me nervous it, too. Um, but if you have, but you're ending up with two guys who have the potential to finish as number one running back in the NFL. And they're super safe. Two of the safest running backs that you can draft. You know, barring any more injuries that happen to Jamal Charles or Adrian Peterson, I don't see there being another running back. And there's clear-cut handcuffs to both of those guys. So if we take those two guys, we know who the running back the handcuffs are to grab. So I'm personally leaning more towards Jamal Charles, but I would not be opposed to you arguing Mike Evans. Right. Yeah, man, I, I definitely want to argue the viewpoint of Mike Evans here because, for me, I have him as my number six wide receiver on the board. 
I have Jamal Charles uh, right now listed as my number 11 running back. He's going to be moving up to 9 or 10 once Fantasy Pros decides to uh, (laughs) fix their little issue with our rankings that's going on right now. But Mike Evans, for me, is a guy that I absolutely love this year. I expect nothing less than a number one wide receiver in that offense. Um, if, If you let me have the pick here, I would much rather have Mike Evans than anyone else on the board right now. What other running backs are available besides Jamal Charles? Eddie Lacy, LaShawn yeah. McCoy. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance someone might come back around to us. I'm, I'm okay taking Mike Evans right now. That's fine with me. Listen, there is there is one guy left in my first tier of wide receivers, where, that's uh, Mike Evans. and that's Mike Evans. So after that, there's, just, for me, a steep drop-off to um, Jordy Nelson, Brandon Marshall, Ashawn Jeffrey. I know that the fantasy community does not view that the same way. But if I'm drafting based on my own tiers, I'm going to take the guy that's still left in my number, well, not well, my number two wide receiver tier after th- the. There's victory. a chance. There's a chance Keenan Allen might follow us if we take Jamal Charles here too, and I, I think he's a fine number one wide receiver. And then we can go back around and get someone like a Jarvis Landry or a Macklin as our number two. And I will be completely comfortable with having Keenan Allen as my number one. So list and- list your your top three picks here. Would it be Jar- Charles Evans and then who else? Lacey. Okay. My top three picks here would be Jamal Char would be Mike Evans, Jamal Charles, and then LaShawn McCoy. So we we're set on either Charles or 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 Evans, basically. Have we taken running back, running back yet on this dra- on this podcast? No, fuck it. Alright, fine, we'll do it. Jamal Charles is our second pick because I have them so close in my ranks that I don't mind it, and of course a shit ton of wide receivers just went. Thanks, Armando. <laughs> I don't like risking it like that. But um, we still have a wide receiver that I have in my next tier that went. I actually have him still in my top 10 of wide receivers. And that's Brandon Cooks is available. So let me read the guys that went after Jamal Charles. We had Jordy Nelson, Eddie Lacy, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall, Mike Evans, and LaShawn McCoy at the back of the second round. LaShawn McCoy is starting to climb a lot. Um, I really loved the value early in the offseason. Um, I still like where he's going now because I think he's definitely worthy of being a second-round pick. Going at the back of the second round there, I think that's kind of where he's going to be come you know draft season, which is you know basically now. <clears throat> um, so following that up in the third round, we had a little bit of a, a wide receiver run there. Demarius Thomas, Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton, and Keenan Allen all go. Keenan Allen went the pick right before us. Also in there, we had the first quarterback off the board, Andrew Luck, which I've actually seen a few experts having Andrew Luck as their number one quarterback, which kind of blows my mind a little bit. I I know he had that two years ago. I know he has that upside, but if you're going to take a quarterback that early, I really need him to be a safe quarterback, and I do not think that Andrew Luck is that. So available to us now, I think we still got some pretty nice wide receivers available, especially looking at... Brandon Cooks. Yeah, let's just pick him. Let's move on. There's no other wide receiver worth drafting right now. And and (laughs) honestly, the tiers kind of fell off for me when it comes to running backs. The only other guy that I would consider here would be Latavius Murray. Um, I view Brandon Cooks as a slightly better value right here. So I'm going to go ahead and take Brandon Cooks, which for me, I have him as my number eight eight wide receiver and what I think is going to be the second best offense in football, if not the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would not feel – if we had those two running backs, Brandon Cooks, and we take another wide receiver, I'm completely comfortable with that wide receiving core, with those running backs carrying us in. Yep. 
So um, coming back around after that pick, we had Latavius Murray go, of course, third round. Uh, um, I don't think there was any way that he was going to fall to us. But Matt Forte, Cam Newton in the back of the third round, which is a pretty okay spot for him there. Um, Sammy Watkins, Jonathan Stewart, Carlos Hyde, Thomas Rawls, Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers in the middle of the fourth round, Jeremy Hill, and then now it's our turn. I am pretty happy, again, with the wide receivers that fell to us here because, for me, there's one guy that stands out, but actually there's a couple guys that stand out. Yeah, there are. Um, there, There's three guys that I really like here. One of them, Jeremy Macklin. Another one, Jarvis Landry. And the third guy, Golden Tate. I know you like two of those three, but um, I really like Jeremy I- Macklin in this spot. You know, starting the preseason, I really loved Golden Tate, and then you started tuning the Marvin Jones horn, and he's just creeped up for me, and in the preseason, he's creeped up as well. So right now, I'm a little down on Golden Tate. That's okay. my only argument okay. for him. Um, so I'm really torn between Macklin and Landry, and I think I'm leaning more towards Macklin right now, just because I feel like Macklin has more of that number one potential versus Landry. You'll get those 10 points from him, but you won't have... You'll have a couple 21-point games. I had that last year. But right now, I think Macklin's more of a steady producer, and I think he has the potential to be a, a higher-end number one wide receiver versus a Landry, who is more of a lower-end number one receiver yeah. in my eyes. Yeah, you know, the argument can be made for Landry in this spot. People continue to undervalue Landry. And I know in the second preseason game, Kenny Stills went off for the Dolphins. But do you know what I saw in that I saw the ball just kept finding Jarvis Landry, and I saw so many targets for Jarvis Landry. I think it's going to be the same thing again in this offense come 2016, where Landry, even though Tannehill has the best weapons I think that he's had around him in several years, Landry's still going to be so fed with targets over and over and over again. But... I do like Jeremy Macklin slightly more, even though I'm building up Landry. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just take Macklin. I do love Landry. And I, if we had another wide receiver, I would be more pro-Landry. But considering we have Cooks and Macklin, I'm more towards Macklin right now. All right. So Jordan Reed, Russell Wilson, Golden Tate, Greg Olson, Murray, Jones, Landry just went at the beginning of the fifth round. Melvin Gordon, Ryan Matthews, Kelvin Benjamin, Frank Gore. All right. So <clears throat> we're in a spot in our draft. Where we can pretty much do whatever we want. Um, I kind of still like a couple of the wide receivers on the board. Um, If we're looking at our flex position, for me, there's a guy that kind of pops out. The perennially, let me not use words that I I can't pronounce. The always undervalued Eric Decker, I think is such a great flex player because he's going to give you consistency Every single week, every single week, Eric Decker scores points. One of the most consistent fantasy football players last year. I think he's going to have a very similar type season, even if he regresses. If he's in your flex, I'm very happy with him there. Who are you looking at, Armando? I'm going to go a little bit outside the box and what we kind of preach in this podcast. And I'm going to go Drew Brees. Okay. Um, I'm not pro Edelman. Right, The only receiver I would take right now is Edelman. I know he's, he's kind of injured right now, but considering our roster construction, we have you know two mediocre wide receivers and two all-star fucking running backs. I think Drew Brees would be really good right now, help keep our roster afloat if those wide receivers you know get banged up for any reason. I think a quarterback like Drew Brees is what this roster would need to stay afloat all season versus you know a second-tier 
quarterback that can fall to us in Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer, the next round or so. So I think Drew Brees is a better pick for this roster, in my opinion. Any chance he comes back to us in the sixth round? Then you don't think so. I, I highly doubt it. He's in. He's the, the number five quarterback right now, and most teams don't have a quarterback yet. So I don't see him falling. I don't see Decker falling to us either. But I feel like there's other wide receivers that will fall to us that are the same caliber, like a Moncrief Floyd, a Fitzgerald, or even. Yeah, even Baldwin, I wouldn't be opposed to, or Edelman. I don't know. I, I don't see Drew Brees following us, but I see someone like a Decker following to us in the next round. Yeah, there's and there's still about six wide receivers that I would be happy with at my flex, including Edelman, Decker, Doug Baldwin, Dante Moncrief, uh, John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald. I'd be okay with any of those guys at my flex. Um, so... I kind of think we can roll the dice here with a, with a Drew Brees because there will definitely be probably at least two or three guys that I'm very comfortable with starting at my flex position. So let me go ahead and hit draft on Drew Brees. I really like the start to our team, so I'm going to go ahead and read this out. We did go running back, running back with Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles, followed by Brandon Cooks in the third round, which I think is just an extreme value for Brandon Cooks. Jeremy mm-hmm. Macklin is our second wide receiver, and Drew Brees to start the fourth, fifth, no, middle of the fifth round for Drew Brees, which I think is okay for him. Not not an extraordinary value, but I think we got some great talent that fell to us in the sixth round. So let me read to you the picks that went after. We've got Eric Decker, Julian Edelman, Jay Ajayi, Gio Bernard, and Travis Kelsey to round mm. out the fifth round. Um, I think this is a little bit early for the tight end run from what I'm used oh, to yeah. seeing. But Travis Kelsey in the fifth. Then to start the sixth, we had Dante Moncrief, Colby Fleener, Doug Baldwin, Michael Floyd, and Delaney Walker. So we've seen tight ends three through five go off the board. I usually see That's that nice. run in the late sixth round. But, you know, early fifth, I mean late fifth, early sixth, not a huge difference. Um, for me, at this point, I think I'm in full wait on tight end mode because... Pretty much any of the guys that I'm I'm willing to reach on I'm, are all gone. So I'm very happy yeah. taking Gates or Dwayne Allen late, late in the draft and seeing what happens there. But uh, pretty um, nice available players as far as flex position goes. We still got a what I have in a top 24 running back. I know you don't love him, and I know he's injured mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, you know, walking. But we got Jeremy Langford still on the board, as well as Duke Johnson and Arian Foster. Um, so those guys are still available at the running back position. But we've also got a couple of those wide receivers that I was hoping to fall to us. So we still have John Brown and Larry Fitzgerald on the board, along with Jordan Matthews, Emmanuel Sanders, and Devontae Parker are the next few wide receivers after that that we have ranked. Where are you leaning, Armando? Um, I am not drafting a running back right now. Those four guys that you just listed are not interested in. I'm looking more at like D'Angelo Williams, TJ Yeldon. They have a chance of falling to us. I'm leaning more towards John Brown. I would be saying Jordan Matthews right now, but he is injured and there isn't a timetable when he's coming back right now. So I like John Brown more than Larry Fitzgerald. He has more of a boom than Larry Fitzgerald does this year. So I will, and we need that in our on our wide receiving core. So I'm leaning more towards John Brown, but I wouldn't be upset if you uh, went for like an Emmanuel Sanders or someone like that. Super happy with John Brown. He finally uh, exited the concussion protocol, back to practice. He's ready to go. Um, that was my one concern about him is that he seems to be in that concussion protocol for a while. But if they're in there and they're just, you know, doing everything they need to do to make sure that he's healthy and he's back at it. I love me some John Brown. So I am going to go ahead and add him to my team because I really feel like he has a legitimate shot to lead that team in fantasy points at the wide receiver I, position. I just want to note something while this is going through. 
our bye weeks are completely fucked. We have Drew Brees at week bye week five, Charles <laughs> Cooks and Macklin all bye week five. Oh, that's pretty and, early too. Uh, yeah, and then we have Adrian Peterson in bye week six. That's something to keep track of if this is your real roster is to really note <laughs> bye weeks. Yeah, it's it's definitely something to keep track of for guys that have late bye weeks. You can you can fill in by the time it gets to there, but if you have a bunch of guys on bye week four or five, that is that does tend to be dangerous. Um, <clears throat> we do have four guys on bye week five. So something we, uh, <laughs> at this point, you know, we might as well just take as many guys on bye week five and just exactly. take a loss that week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's interesting, Armando, but a uh, very nice um, thing to point out during the draft. So, All right, so getting into our next pick, after John Brown goes Arian Foster, who's been climbing and climbing. I think by the start of the season, if he shows anything at all in the preseason, he'll be a late fifth round pick. He's going right there in the middle of the sixth. Uh, it's crazy because we drafted him in the tenth round last week, and it's just like, wow, how did he just climb so high? It's, I think it's crazy. I, I can't see that. I mean, he had a terrible preseason week two or three, whatever it was, and he was yep. he was awful. Yeah, like, but we'll see. I, I, would it surprise you if he comes out and he's fucking awesome next week? Absolutely not. So. Um, you know, we'll see how Arian Foster progresses through next week's game, which is, you know, the dress rehearsal for the season. So coming Wait, wait. Isaiah Pede, keep an eye on him. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Isaiah Pede. I thought it was uh I thought your money was on a uh, uh, I just read it. Who was your money on earlier? Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. He's, there you he's go. still in he's in injury protocol right now. I'm uh, Isaiah Pede's coming out of uh training camp pretty hot. Alright, so um <clears throat> To, to discuss some of the guys available on the board, we had a few more tight ends and a nice little quarterback run go in the 6th and 7th round. Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, all gone after our pick, which is perfect because it kind of left some pretty interesting options for our bench. Or if we want to go tight end, we can go that route as well. But I think there's still several guys I'm happy with. So I'm, I'm willing to wait on tight end because there's still Ertz, Gates, Dwayne Allen, Eric Ebron are all still available. I'm okay waiting a little bit more on tight end. You okay there, Armando? Oh, yeah. I, we're not going to get Gates this draft. I, I feel it. He's going to go soon. Just saying. Yeah, that's that's totally possible. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm fine with that. I, I'm kind of uh, eyeing Martellus Bennett in this draft. But um, oh. who, are you, who are you eyeing at the spot right now, Well, uh, my dog really, really hates Martellus Bennett, apparently, if you can hear him there. He's saying do not draft him. Avoid him for some reason. Um, okay, okay. Which I kind of agree with him, right? Yeah, you tell him, Major. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, if it's up to me, I'm taking either a running back or a wide receiver again. That's my strategy when it comes to drafts. Running back heavy, wide receiver heavy. I know we've got our two studs at running back, but I'm still looking for at least two or three more running backs to go on our team at least. So we've got Danny Woodhead, Amir Abdullah, Chris Ivory, TJ Yeldon, and D'Angelo Williams um, are you know leading the debate for me right now. We've also got a few other guys in consideration. Isaiah Crowell, LeGarrette Blunt are probably in consideration for that pick for me. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a curveball at you right now. Um, considering how our roster is going right now, I feel like we have enough players that it's a good position to take Josh Gordon. Considering we filled out our lineup minus tight end, okay. um, we're kind of weak at wide receiver, and there's that possibility, you know, you know we're making that playoff push. Josh Gordon can pull it on, you know, be a number one eye receiver like he was a few years ago. So right now I think Josh Gordon might be the smartest pick for us, considering we do lack a true number one 
game-breaking wide receiver. Okay. I w- I'm not opposed to that. There's one more name I will throw out if you're willing, if you're enticed by wide receivers. There's actually two names that I like to throw out here when I'm looking at this spot, spot of my draft, you know, bench wide receivers. And that's Marvin Jones and Tyler Lockett. Those guys I've been basically drafting in every mock, every place that I have. I have either Marvin Jones or Tyler Lockett. They're the guys that end up on my team. Um, but you know what? I like the idea of throwing some darts and some upside here taking Josh Gordon to be a bench wide receiver and seeing how that would play out for our team. Again, whoever the number one is for RG3 is going to have some value, whether that's Corey Coleman, whether that's Josh Gordon or Terrell Pryor, who knows. But if Josh Gordon can come back in week five and be 80% of what we saw a few years ago, I will be very happy with that pick come the end of the season. So... Mm -hmm. All right, we got a, we got a little bit lucky here. After our pick at wide receiver, only one other running back was drafted all the way back to our next pick. So Eli Manning, Jimmy Graham, Devontae Parker, Tony Romo, Kirk Cousins, Marvin Jones, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Larry Fitzgerald, TJ Yeldon, Emmanuel Sanders, and Michael Crabtree are all gone. But we've got our pick of the litter when it comes to running backs. So what are you looking at here, Armando? Well, you know... I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind of dumb and I'm gonna say let's pass off running back and take Tyre Lockett. Um, I don't like Danny Woodhead. I'm not a fan of Amir Abdullah. I don't feel like he's a great talent, like Richard would say. Um, we have two All Star guys. I say wait another round and maybe draft their handcuffs. But I, I like Isaiah Crowell and Legarrette Blunt are the two guys I would draft if I had to draft a running back. Um, but right now I'm leaning more towards Tyre Lockett. But if you want to go running back, my vote is. Nope. Between Forsett, Crowell, or Blunt. Okay, Blunt. so here is where my vote will go. I think that we have two very solid running backs. Odds are both of them will not bust. Odds are we may have one bust, and but we know at the very least we have one great running back in our RB1 spot between Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles. The RB2 position is probably one of the easier things to fill in fantasy football um on your waiver wire rarely do you see the waiver wire fodder of a wide receiver come into your lineup and suddenly become the number one guy but that happens all the time with running backs that happened with thomas rawls last year that happened with uh, what's this guy's name from new orleans that you picked up at the end of last season Tim Hightower, Tim my Hightower. boy. You will see guys like that throughout the entire year that you can piece together as your RB2. So at this position, seeing as maybe our wide receivers I, are not the... Can I just say something? Yeah. Last year I made a playoff push with Spencer Ware and Tim Hightower as my number one running backs, and I was completely fine with yeah. it. Just just saying. <laughs> I would always say you need at least one elite guy, but you can piece together that second spot. So... Tyler Lockett. I'm, I'm not going to even gonna continue discussing this because that guy's going on our team, and I'm super happy about it. What by I, the way, he's, he's by week five. <clears throat> he's a by week five, but you know what? That's uh, That sucks. We're going to be uh, <laughs> we're gonna be starting Josh Gordon in week five. <laughs> we'll see what happens. He needs to be okay. So after Tyler Lockett goes Amir Abdullah, Antonio Gates, D'Angelo Williams, Danny Woodhead, Sterling Shepard, and Deshaun Jackson to round out round eight. 
In the beginning of round nine, we have Kevin White, Chris Ivory, Charles Sims, Derek Henry, Corey Coleman, and Isaiah Crowell. I have one guy on my board that pops out to me, Armando, and I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but that's LeGarrette Blunt. Especially, yep, I, I say, that's exactly what I was thinking. He's having a great preseason, and Deion Lewis is out. So Deion Lewis is out. He's having a great preseason. For me, it's got to be between him or Justin Forsett, but I really think that LeGarrette Blunt's going to just fall into production this year. Yep. Deion Lewis injury, Tom Brady suspended for four weeks. Exactly. It, it's, take him. I'm going to take LeGarrette Blunt as a, as a bench running back. I, I couldn't be happier with him. And he's a bye week nine, so he can fill in for Jamal Charles and Adrian Peterson. So we've come to an, a point in the draft, and, and I like to say draft values, right? We've come to a point in the draft where the the guy that I have as my number eight tight end has slipped all the way into the middle of the 10th round, um, and that's Zach Ertz. So mm. um, I, I think at this point, I know we wanted to wait on tight end. At this point, what do you think about drafting Zach Ertz right here? Pick seven of, no, pick six of the 10th round. Well... I'm not going to lie to you. I'm eyeing Dwayne Allen if I was going to draft a tight end. I do not believe in the talent of Zach Ertz. Um, so You don't believe in the war? I don't, I don't believe in him. Sorry. I, I don't know. if you know. Looking at the players available, there's other wide receivers I like. I would even be opposed to drafting a handcuff for you know Adrian Peterson or some high upside running backs. I If you really want Zach Ertz, I'm not going to argue, but I like Dwayne Allen a little more as a tight end. Over Zachary, just because it's a standard league. Yeah, in a, in a PPR, um, I would have hit the button to draft Zacherts immediately and not even giving you an option to argue. Um, in a standard league where Dwayne Allen's touchdowns are going to be such a factor, um, I, I love him there. So I don't mind continuing to wait if you don't want to draft Zacherts. There's two guys that I really like in this spot. Um, if we're talking about guys having good camps, having good preseasons, Christine Michael comes into play a lot for me because. If Thomas Rawls goes down, Thomas Rawls is not ready for the season. Any of those situations happen, Christine Michael is going to be a pretty damn good running back in that Seattle offense. If he's still on the roster, the way they're doing it, I don't. Christine Michael's going to jump on four of the teams this year. You know who knows? <laughs> I want to see him make a roster before I draft him personally. <laughs> um, Christine Michael could finish as a top ten running back. Christine Michael could not pl- could also not play a, a down in the NFL in 2016. That's the range of outcomes for him. Do you want to know the highest upside wide receiver I'm looking at right now? I think, in my opinion, is Travis Benjamin. Him, I, th- him, I was going to say, I think he would be a great value right now as, you know, our fifth string wide receiver with that possibility of, you know, picking up some of that uh, Stevie Johnson slack that might be left behind. And if somehow Keen Allen gets injured, Travis Benjamin will pick up all that slack. This is, I, this is the time in the draft. Um, I think it's a good idea. I know we have two wide, two tight ends we still like. Let me go ahead and look at how many teams still have a tight have a tight end, because that makes a lot of difference um, as far as who might be drafting a tight end right now. So it seems like ten tight ends have gone. There's one team left that still hasn't drafted one. I think we can probably roll the dice. You're right. We could roll the dice one more pick. I, I doubt. I, I, I'm fine if you want to argue Travis Benjamin. I wouldn't mind Tavon Austin either in this pick. Um, but those are the guys I'm looking at. And if you want to go running back, I wouldn't mind a handcuff or high upside like DeAndre Washington or Devontae Booker or, you know, 
Okay. Spencer Ware. Awesome. So you've had plenty of picks. I'm taking my guy. It's going to piss you off. It's going to piss Dale off. Kamar Aiken has been drafted on our team. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's curveball. Curveball thrown in. Listen, guys, I love Kamar Aiken this year. Um, I, I do not think Steve Smith is going to be himself for 2016. If there's a guy that I can take on my bench that might be a great fill-in for those bye weeks, it's Kamar Aiken, man. Like, honestly, that's a guy that he's going to give you consistent, maybe not elite fantasy production, but consistent production, and he can fill in if any of those guys do not pan out. Say Zacherts now. <laughs> exactly. Zacherts just fell another freaking round. <laughs> Are we serious, man? There's another guy in this draft that's just waiting on tight end just as much as we are. He's playing a... Uh, He's playing, uh, what's what's that called? Where you're chicken? He's playing a game of chicken. Oh, you're not going to take him? Oh, I'm not going to take him. You're not going to take him? So, fuck it. Middle of the 11th round, we are finally going to take Zach Ertz. So let me read our team right now. We've got Drew Brees, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Brandon Cooks, Jeremy Macklin, Zach Ertz, John Brown, Josh Gordon, Tyler Lockett, LeGarrette Blunt, and Kamar Aiken. This is the point in the draft. I do think we have to take one more running back, at least, Armando. I am saying we take a handcuff for Adrian Peterson or Jamal Charles, McKinnon or Ware. You pick. Hmm. That's my opinion. If you want to go Booker, I'm okay with that. But those are the two guys. I think we need to handcuff one of them, just considering how shallow our running back position is right now. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, at this point, I think it's I think it's very good to just go ahead and – handcuff Jarek McKinnon at our running back position. Um, let's take, again, I, I don't necessarily always love to do it, but one more handcuff um, in Spencer Ware to end out our bench. So we're going to finish our team with Drew Brees, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Brandon Cooks, Jeremy Macklin, Zachary, John Brown. And while we may not have the elite bench at running backs, we do have our LeGarrette Blunt um, as our third, and then Jarek McKinnon and Spencer Ware to end up the draft as handcuffs. Um, and then let's just take a defense and special teams for the hell of it. Um, so uh, I like the Vikings defense. Let's take them. And then at kicker, I can throw a dart against the wall. Or you can go, you know what, go ahead and read um, Mike Mike's article on kickers on eatsleepfantasy.com, and we'll finish our thing with a grade of uh, a solid B is what Fantasy Pros gave us. I think we got an A team right here. Go ahead and read that roster one more time, Armando. Drew Brees is a quarterback. Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Brandon Cooks, Macklin Ertz, John Brown, the Vikings, Chandler Catazaro. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's exactly how you pronounce his name. Catazaro, yeah. Josh Gordon, Tyler Lockett, LeGarrette Blunt, Kamar Aiken, Jeremy McKinnon, and Spencer Ware. I think we're just fine at running back. And we have plenty of depth at wide receiver where we will be just fine. We have we have enough depth at wide receiver that even if two of our starters don't pan out, we still have some solid, amazing upside with Josh Horton and Tyler Lockett. And even if we don't hit on the upside, we've got a steady possible guy in Kamar Aiken. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot, man. I, I was a little bit worried about the wide receivers waiting until the third round, but to get Brandon Cooks there, that made the whole draft. Yep. All right. Would, would, if we uh, inserted, let's say, Jarvis Landry in that position, how would you feel about this? I like it more with Macklin, to be honest. No, no, I'm saying Brandon Cooks, if you had uh, Macklin and Jarvis Landry. I would not feel it's, comfortable with the team. I would not feel comfortable, but the upside on the bench would make me feel a little bit better. Exactly. Okay. 
before we close, I just want to remind you guys to, uh, if you want to reach out on Twitter to us, you can follow our show at EatSleepFF. You can follow Armando at ThunderCrespo, like he mentioned. And you can follow me, Christian Brito, at CBritoFantasy on Twitter. You can also check out some awesome articles in our rankings on our website, EatSleepFantasy.com. If you want to submit a question to our show, we're going to be doing uh, a few mailbag questions in our upcoming show. So if you want your question to be read on the show and answered, go ahead and go to EatSleepFantasy.com and click on Submit a Question there to get your question answered from us. And um, that'll pretty much do it for tonight. Thank you and uh, buenas noches. Thanks for listening. Mm, I've been my zone, no lie And we like to play till the sun go down Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down Then we take that town, then we take that town